Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have Bioweapon Blues 41. That's right, it's 41 episodes at this point. I'm titling this one, They've Killed Millions Worldwide, Half a Million in the United States Alone. That's right. According to recent, recent epidemiological studies, a half a million people in the U.S. alone died from the kill shot, from the gene therapy, and uh, probably will be more deaths and you'll hear from the slides that people who've committed suicide, people in between life and death still. Really no action from the government. The Biden administration is beyond corrupt. Total joke. Obviously the worst president in American history. And the people surrounding him are the most evil as well. So I'm going to have a couple clips. The first one will be Trump trying to kind of weasel his way out of his involvement with the deployment of the bioweapon. And then... One from Robert F. Kennedy talking about the dangers of remdesivir, or run, death is near. So I'll play those two clips first, and then there'll be some additional audio, and I'll give intros to that. Thank you for listening. In decades, there has been an unexplained and alarming growth in the prevalence of chronic illnesses and health problems, especially in children. The ones that get very sick and go to the hospital are the ones that don't take their vaccine, but... It's still their choice. And if you take the vaccine, you're protected. Look, the results of the vaccine are very good. And if you do get it, it's a very minor form. Every year we spend hundreds of billions of dollars to treat these chronic problems rather than looking at what is causing them in the first place. We have, whether it's Dr. Fauci, we have the best people on Earth. We have the most talented people on Earth. Too often our public health establishment is too close to Big Pharma. Make a lot of money, Big Pharma. Also with us are some friends of mine. They wanted to say, I said, don't come tonight. Let's go another time. It's pouring. Woody Johnson, a great gentleman. You ever hear of Johnson & Johnson? He owns the place, I tell you what. This guy's got cash like nobody's got cash. Johnson & Johnson. Big corporations and other special interests and does not want to ask the tough questions about what is happening to our children's health. If Big Pharma defrauds American patients and taxpayers or puts profits above people, they must be investigated and held accountable. Today I walk in, I hear I'm going to fire him. I'm not firing him. I think he's a wonderful guy. Tweet something that said fire Fauci. Why did you fire Fauci? I retweeted somebody. I don't know. They said fire. doesn't matter. I was immediately called upon that. And I said, no, I like him. I think he's terrific. And what was our protocol? Our protocol was to do none of that. No treatment until you go to the hospital. Then your treatment are two things that are bound to kill you, ventilators and remdesivir. And Tony Fauci knew that remdesivir would kill you. He knew that because in 2019, he tried to put, use it for Ebola, 2019. He tried to use it for Ebola and within Five days of treatment, it gave lethal side effect to 54% of the people and the safety monitoring board ordered him to terminate the use of that drug. And he threw a phony, contrived, absolutely fraudulent study that he manipulated and orchestrated got that drug made standard of care. It is homicide. And if you look, how does it kill people? Two ways, three ways kidney failure, heart failure, and all organ collapse. And what happened to the people who died in the pandemic? What were they dying of? Kidney failure. 
All the doctors said, you heard it again and again, we've never seen a virus that attacks the kidneys. Because it wasn't the virus. It was the remdesivir. It was the remdesivir. The inventor and the weaponizer of coronavirus also had the hand in developing remdesivir, the drug that was allegedly used to treat patients with COVID, except for the fact that by 2018, that drug had a kill ratio of 53%. Documented, published, it was so deadly that the World Health Organization itself pulled the drug from consideration for Ebola treatments. The death rate at 53%, and we let that publication of information in 2018 fail to inform our decision in the spring of 2020, when Anthony Fauci, Ralph Baer, Peter Daszak, and others made the decision that we should inject remdesivir into patients with COVID. We knew we were going to kill people. That's premeditated murder. We knew we were going to kill people. That's premeditated murder. Severe became a key part of it. The product was developed by Gilead Sciences for the treatment of hepatitis C, and later it was investigated as a potential cure for Ebola. In that study, which was conducted in 2019, the group of subjects given remdesivir had the highest death rate, compared to the other three groups which received different therapeutics. Because of its poor performance and potential risk for the subjects, remdesivir was removed from the trial. Months later, scientists began testing its safety and efficacy in COVID-19 patients. Two studies published in the Lancet Medical Journal determined that remdesivir use was not associated with a difference in time to clinical improvement, and that no clinical benefit was observed from the use of remdesivir in patients who were admitted to hospital for COVID-19. Even the WHO announced that they recommend against the use of remdesivir after their own clinical trial showed that the drug was ineffective. Furthermore, plenty of scientific publications have documented the negative safety profile of remdesivir. In France, Four out of five subjects who were given the drug had to stop taking it. Two of them, because of severely elevated liver enzyme, three to five times the normal range, indicating liver toxicity, and the other two, because of renal failure, requiring a kidney replacement. Moreover, a different group of researchers analyzed the World Health Organization's global database, which contains reports of potential side effects of medicinal products. They found that remdesivir administration resulted in 20 times more reports of acute renal failure compared to the administration of other drugs given to COVID-19 patients who were equally sick. These findings were later corroborated by another team of scientists who stated in their paper that kidney disorders, almost exclusively acute kidney injury, represent a serious, early, and potentially fatal adverse drug reaction of remdesivir. And last but not least, remdesivir is known to cause severe toxicity to the cardiovascular system. Unsurprisingly, medical professionals have tried to warn the public of the grave dangers of this product. And they rolled out remdesivir onto a substantial number of patients for which we all saw it was killing the patients. And now it's the FDA approved drug that is continuing to kill patients. The following clip is from the WHO's Behavioral Insights. I've always stated that the behavioral psychology is very much intertwined into this rollout and the manipulation of people. But this monster here is talking about having these lockdowns last in perpetuity. She's also a member of the Communist Party. So you see this emphasis on hierarchical, total, top-down state control, which is obviously evil. So listen to this monster. Professor Mickey, if I can start with you first. 
do you think that this is, this is going to be right? We've had so much hope on the vaccines, hopefully changing everything, bringing an end to the pandemic, bringing an end to all this, these changes we've had in our lives. Do you think it won't be enough? Vaccines are a really important part of the pandemic control, but it's only one part. Test, trace and isolate system, border controls are really essential. And the third thing is people's behaviour. Um, that is the behaviour of social distancing, of when you're indoors, making sure there's good ventilation, or if it's not wearing face masks, and hand and surface hygiene. We'll need to keep these going in the long term, and that will be good not only for COVID, but also to reduce other... So when you say long term, the NHS is sorry to interrupt, Professor Mickey, do, do you know when you say long term, what do you mean by that? How long? Very quickly. Um, I think forever, to some extent, because... <laughs> Here's audio of the next child-killing monster at the CDC taking over from the former child-killing monster, Walensky. This one is named Cohen, just laughing about making decisions about lockdown. She's joking around, uh, not using the science, just talking to people and coming up with a consensus about their actions during COVID. Called, probably the person I called most was the Secretary of Health and Human Services in Massachusetts. She worked for a Republican governor just to, um, but you know, when she was like, are you, are you going to let them have professional um, uh, football? And I was like, nope. And she's like, okay, neither are we, neither are we. Uh, so, um, so uh, you know, it was like conversations like that. So, or, or I'd be like, so when are you going to think about lightening up a mess? They're like, they're like next Monday. I'm like, okay, next Monday. So I. Here's a clip from the past about, uh, the health director in Australia advising for taking the shot while you're pregnant. Smiling on her face and, yeah, the video is really something else, but these will not, these will not age well, no doubt. Now received the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine at any stage of pregnancy. Vaccination of large numbers of pregnant women around the world have not identified any safety concerns with the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines given at any stage of pregnancy. Now, the COVID-19 vaccine is recommended because of the risk of COVID-19 to pregnant women and their unborn child. There is also evidence it may offer protection for your baby as well. Furthermore, it is safe to have the vaccine if you are planning to become pregnant or if you're breastfeeding as well. And I encourage all pregnant women to discuss the COVID-19 vaccination with their healthcare professional. This is audio of a guy by the name of Heiko Schoening who warned against the lockdowns. He just came out with a new book on the COVID-19 scam. Hello, my name is Heiko Schoening. I'm a medical doctor from Hamburg, Germany. And yes, it's the second time now here in Britain since I was arrested at Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park, uh, September 2020, speaking out the truth about COVID-19. I'm the one who said publicly in 2019 that for 2020 criminals are planning a big fake pandemic yes it was broadcasted in september 2019 so months before the corona outbreak and i named the name i named uh, the companies yeah who do who did this it's organized crime and this is the reason why i was prevented from speaking so it's nice that a lot of people know me, that I was arrested at Speaker's Corner, but very few people ask me, what was you supposed to tell us? 
And this is more important, more important than me as a person, more important uh, as the event. So I wrote now a book and I put the perpetrators in a card game. Yeah. So like this. So it's simply like this. And one of the messages is this man. It's American, Michael A. McManus. And he was the vice president of Pfizer. And he's the director of Novavax, COVID-19 vaccine maker. And he was in drug dealing and in uh, weapon dealing, illegal drugs and uh, narcotics and weapon dealing before. Michael A. McManus. Do you want a vaccine maker, the director of this, happens, drugs and weapons? No. Simple and clear. That's Michael McManus. Check it out. He was with the Reagan Mafia before, around Contra, and so on. Vice President of Pfizer, yeah? And that's the point. Yes, so investigate, yeah, and uh, align. Thank you very much indeed. The following video is about Bill Gates's release of genetically modified mosquitoes into, I think, Florida. You know, what could go wrong? He's been so good about the COVID situation. Hi, I'm Scott O'Neill here in Medellin, Colombia today, and I'm at the world's biggest mosquito factory for the World Mosquito Program. We're making in here 30 million mosquitoes a week. Come have a look. We're doing it for a very serious reason. Cities like Medellin have suffered from diseases like dengue, Zika, chikungunya for decades, but not anymore. We've been able to bring the solution of Wolbachia mosquitoes to the city. When this bacteria called Wolbachia gets introduced into the mosquito, it stops their ability to transmit dengue. We release mosquitoes that have Wolbachia. Now they go and mate, and Wolbachia gets passed into the wild mosquito population. If we're going to control these diseases in all the tropical cities of the world, um, it's going to require a lot of mosquitoes. The mosquito life cycle starts with the egg, and in this room, we've got a lot of eggs. Each one of these strips, these tiny black dots, are up to 10,000 mosquito eggs. Across all of these strips, about one and a half million dried eggs waiting to hatch. In this tray, we've got the newly hatched eggs. They're little larvae, so small you can hardly see them. They're going to sit in here for a few days and eat and get bigger until they look like these ones over here. They're starting to turn into pupae. We're wanting to do the next step of sorting, sorting the males from the females. We want to do that so we can manipulate the sex ratio in the cages to be more female than male. The bottom ones along here are the boys, and the ones at the top are the girls. They're bigger. From here, they're going into the adult cages. We have adults that we continuously grow in what we call our brood stock. And then over here, we have the mass-produced mosquitoes getting ready to give us the eggs to go out directly into the field. It's crazy how they sound. You might wonder, what do we feed all these mosquitoes here? Well, I can tell you, we've got the good stuff in here. On the top shelf, literally, we've got the blood. They love it. Once the mosquitoes are grown, they're ready to go out into the field. This is Robert F. Kennedy about Event 201 and the CIA Director, Avril Haines.
and Cold Event 201, a pandemic simulation that took place in October 2019 in New York. What is the CIA doing in a pandemic simulation? They're not a public health agency. What they're talking about is using this pandemic as a pretext for lamping down totalitarian control. And the first thing they say is, we got limit free speech. We can't allow people to criticize government policies. We cannot allow people to talk about a lab leak. They're doing this in October of 2019, before anybody of us have ever heard of Wuhan. I believe in the idea that we should be trying to control communication but rather flood the zone in a sense with a trusted source the things we want to do is work with telecommunication companies to actually ensure that everybody has access to the kind of communications that we're interested in providing with cia has been conducting these simulations since 2001 they're practicing how do we use the next pandemic to execute a coup d'etat against american democracy and against the bill of rights and that is very very worrying everything that they bottled they did the following audio is about Henry Kissinger and the Trilateral Commission. Talk about how this, in, in Europe or in Germany at least, they call themselves the last generation. They're the ones who glue themselves to the streets, protesting, they think, against global warming, climate change, etc., not even having the faintest idea that they're being manipulated and being fi financed by the people who run the show, by these billionaires behind the scenes, the World Economic yes. Forum. Yes. Well, this is a completely new take on, for most people, Patrick, I think, that the EU is a creation of the tri Trilateral uh, Commission. What we've learned through the many interviews that we've been doing is that uh, the World Economic Forum is most definitely a creation of what is now called the Deep State CIA, mm -hmm. because uh, the guy who invented it. Um, Klaus Schwab was sent to Harvard University by his father and there he uh, got a, came in touch with uh, Henry Kissinger who introduced him to a CIA funded program which was designed to change American fo foreign policy with respect to Europe. Yes. To yes. make it, to, to be mm -hmm. able to influence European politics. So this all ties together if I understand you correctly. You're absolutely right. Henry Kissinger wanted to have a European beachhead. They couldn't do it directly. They had a lot of members, the, the early members of the Trilateral Commission, about a third of them were from Europe. That's important. <clears throat> but Kissinger understood that it wasn't just going to be to get all those nations together to do anything. It wasn't just going to be a takeover of some big super government like in the United States when they took over the United States administration. That was big. That was huge. It was a big geographic area. With all the nations in Europe, it, it wasn't going to work that way. No way. So Kissinger sent Schwab back into, into the European theater to create an organization that would build over time to where he could train people and place people into positions of power to execute trilateral policy. And the members of the commission that actually lived in Europe and from the different countries, they supported this with all of the weight that they had to throw behind it as well. So you had kind of a push-pull sort of a thing going on where, where nations were being herded on one hand, but they're being pulled into the EU on another hand. That's how they did it. The World Economic Forum was instrumental in setting up the system in Europe to be controlled by the Trilateral Commission. And, and back in the day of the Trilateral Commission, the early days, 70s, they were totally secret about what they did. They really didn't want people to know what they were doing. And we uncovered their plans, and we were mercilessly censored back then. But 
The World Economic Forum today comprised of essentially the same kind of people and in the same mix as the Trilateral Commission membership was, much bigger now, of course. They're very open about what their plans are. They're, they've taken off all the blinders, all of the, um, what are the filters, and they're telling it like it is. So much so that most people shake their head and laugh. You're crazy. You know, you gotta be kidding. Who are these people anyway? Not realizing that they are the real deal and that they're actually doing what they say they're doing. Nothing is hidden anymore. It's everything on their website and public statements and videos and stuff that they've done. They're all being made public. It's just there for the listening at this point. The following audio is about Anthony Fauci prevaricating, just a stone-cold liar. He already should have been arrested for crimes against humanity. It's a total disgrace. The data is available. We'll give you the data. I promise you we'll give you the data. You think there's some conspiracy? You don't think it exists? So why do you want to... You might think there's a conspiracy. Yes, I do think there is still a conspiracy really to not help in a lot of different ways. The data is Because I represent science. If you're vaccinated, you really don't need to worry about getting it in a way that's serious or transmitting it. That is true. That is correct, Chris. It'll either protect you completely against infection, and the chances are very likely that you'll not be able to transmit it to other people. The risk is extremely low of transmitting it to anybody else. Full stop. Vaccinated people are clearly capable of transmitting the infection when you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. If people are not wearing masks, then maybe we should be mandating it. I often myself wear two masks. And I'm quoting you now, at the population level, masks work at the margins maybe 10%. To hear that they only work at the margins maybe 10% would make a lot of people ask, okay, then why was I wearing a mask? You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science when you say that this is going to go away tomorrow like magic, when you know that there's no chance it's going to just disappear. We hope this just goes away, burns itself out. So my question is, why weren't you straight with the American people about this to begin with? So the bottom line is, it's a guesstimate. I gave a range. It seemed in that quote to suggest that you were basing your, uh, your recommendation on polling and what people could accept. Is that not what you meant? No, I mean, it, it's a bit of that. We're seeing all of these school closures around the country. Is that the right move for children and families? You know, and I think what's going on right now is, is it generally an appropriate approach. You want to start doing something to socially distance yourself. How dramatic that is, closing schools and doing other things, should be proportionate. It went too far, that particularly for kids uh, who, who couldn't go to school except remotely, that it's forever damaged them. Well, I don't think it's forever irreparably damaged anyone. The U.S. Surgeon General has called it an urgent public health crisis a devastating decline in the mental health of kids across the country. According to the CDC, the rates of suicide, self-harm, anxiety, and depression are up among adolescents. And the record will show, Neil, that we didn't recommend shutting everything down. First of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. I recommended 
to the president that we shut the country down. Um, and that was a very difficult decision because I knew it would have serious economic consequences, which it did. Yeah. Because if you look at the people that are politicizing me, there's somebody that all the way over on one level. But there are a lot of other people who look upon me the way they should as a non-political person that I am. They're not doing it because they say they don't want to do it. They're Republicans, they don't like to be told what to do. And we've got to break that. But now is the time to do what you're told. <laughs> Where did this virus come from, do you think, today? Did it come from a lab? Was it man-made? When you have the animal-human interface and you have animals that come out of the wild that are sold at these open, what they call them, wet market. Place of origin was not within the market itself. No, I don't think you could say that. There's a report today that another intelligence arm of the U.S. government, this is inside our energy department, has joined the FBI in concluding that COVID began with a lab leak in China. That the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute. We now know that a bat coronavirus was enhanced in the lab. The National Institutes of Health acknowledged that it funded research of a virus that was studied at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The experiment unexpectedly, we're told, made a bat coronavirus more contagious than the original naturally occurring one. Take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function? It is not. What we're talking about now is the gain-of-function research in studies that increase predominantly the transmissibility as well as pathogenesis and alteration of host range of the virus. But is lying here, Senator. It is you. <laughs> I have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. And this is Edward Dowd talking about the crimes and what's happened presently and will happen in the future fighting it but it's over it's over we just we just poisoned five billion people on the planet we're in the process of alerting those people and i think the trend is accelerating and i think we're getting closer and closer to an event horizon on the vaccine awareness issue and people are going to be very angry and lots of change is coming i believe that and um align yourself most important importantly with like-minded positive people and create those networks now you know some of your friends who don't think you know what you're talking about or think you're crazy or still living in this old matrix paradigm or normalcy normalcy bias you're gonna have to let them go at some point and you're gonna have to find new people I've, I've let a lot of friends go and I just don't have time for, I don't have time for people that don't see reality anymore if you're, if you're not living in reality um, we're gonna have to leave you behind and there's a reality of the world that I know it, it, it's hard to see but you got to see it and you got you to deal with it because, you know, you, we, you, you can no longer be willfully ignorant of what's going on. And a lot of people still are because they'd rather not know. So, again, I know I'm not bringing joy, but um, it is what it is.
Okay, now I'm going to play some slides or uh, go through some slides. The first one is kind of a re repetition of the theme of this Bioweapons Blues 41 episode, and it's from Peter Halligan. It's from May 26. It says here, more excellent work, although the injections are lethal, a million, a million Americans killed, the survival rate is high, the injections might be 10 times more lethal than C-19, but C-19 is misdiagnosed as the cause of death anyway, so somebody else has the number killed from the shot at a million, and this is uh, Tim Ellison, discussion one, re millions killed by injections, review and recommendations. Review, a simple statistical analysis shows that variations in the mRNA injection rate account for most of the variations in all-cause mortality rate in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Germany, with deaths relayed, delayed about zero to two months with respect to injections. So if you made it past two months, good for you. You should be detoxing now. Uh, this FLCCC detox is a good place to start. So... Tim Ellison. I've estimated here and here that perhaps 1 million Americans have been killed by the mRNA, mRNA injection so far. This analysis only looks at short-term correlations between the injection and mortality rates. Longer-term deaths caused by the injections will be harder to figure out. I think that's intentional. The official numbers for injection and mortality rates in countries around the world have left an indelible signature documenting the lethality of the mRNA injections, showing that surges in the injection rates lead to surges in all-cause mortality rates. The correlation between the variations in the mRNA injection rate and the variations in the all-cause mortality rate were initially observed using statistics in a synchronous detection technique, something not obvious. However, merely using the 30-day running average of the injection and mortality rates, it is easy for one to see these correlations. If you were injected, should you be worried? Not too much. There's no point in worrying about anything in the past that can't be changed. These data show that the short-term injection lethality occurs within the first couple months after injection. So if it's been a couple of months since you've been injected, you've gotten over that hump. While the number of Americans who have been killed by these injections so far is large, over 600 million injections have been given to Americans. So the short-term injection survival rate for a single injection is about 99.8%. This can be compared to the COVID epidemic survival rate, which is perhaps 99.98%. So it's good survivability rates. Recommendations. Just say no to any more mRNA injections, anti-masks, anti-social isolation, vaccine passports, shutdowns, and all the other nonsense. You might also start questioning other quote, vaccines, unquote, recommended by the CDC. Yeah, you should. Do not take your health advice, especially with regard to COVID from the CDC. Good idea. So too, the mainstream media and most of your politicians are captured organizations and people. They too cannot be trusted. So too, our universities cannot be trusted. They too are captured by their funding sources and are mere purveyors of narrative rather than teachers of critical thinking and questioning. Very true. And I hate to say this, but your doctor and healthcare professionals, too, have probably been giving you bad advice. Most professional healthcare providers are no different than the rest of us. They are not scientists. Rather, they are highly trained practitioners, technicians with a very narrow breadth of knowledge, and most get their information about COVID from the CDC and the media. Yeah, so you got to be careful. Moving on to the next slide, it says here, COVID vaccines may likely have likely caused over 25,000 new cases of multiple sclerosis, MS. That's from Steve Kirsch. 
since the media is hiding the causality evidence, I wanted to share this with you. Then ask yourself, why is the CDC remaining silent? Why can't we have a dialogue about the data? Yeah, why is the CDC silent? That witch, Walensky's now gone. They put a new witch in, Cohen, so it's not going to get better, is my guess. Cheryl Atkinson, 94% say they are worse off now than when President Trump, when Trump was president. You would need to be insane to say that America is better off under Biden. Yeah, you would. That's Dr. Paul Alexander. Peter Halligan. In case you were wondering why I haven't been posting finer detail on VAERS data, this is why. The General Dynamics IT Incorporated team that compiles the data is engaging in resurrections of multiple dead people, obliterating any utility of a weekly report. Here's what the CDC FDA paid GDIT so far, as well as reported. It says here, new bears bombshell, 750 reports just deleted, May 26, 2023. Yeah, they're, they're fudging the data. It's just a disgrace. And there's another meeting of Fauci, six-hour SARS-MERS meeting with his virologists in D.C., including Berk, Dazek, Munster, Linda Safe, and even Peter Hotez. So Hotez was there. Hotez knows all this stuff. That's why he won't debate anybody. I'll just make him look bad. This was on Trump's watch. This is Hans Monk. Trump probably had no clue this was happening, but personnel is policy. His handpicked HHS secretary should have stopped it. Unfortunately, Tom Price was a terrible pick who ended up having to resign, a fact Collins and Fauci used to push this through, which is the lifting of a ban on making more lethal viruses. So gain-of-function stuff was continuing. This is Aaron Siri. I mentioned him all the time. How federal health authorities could ignore widespread vaccine injury and deaths. The act that triggered a 37-year downward spiral in vaccine safety and regulation. So... Be careful. Tyler Hagen, Bill Gates-funded fact-checker PolitiFact, states that Bill Gates-funded food product Appeal is safe because it was approved by the FDA, who has a memorandum of understanding with Bill Gates. You can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. So you're going to go to a fact-checker PolitiFact that's literally funded by Bill Gates. You couldn't be a bigger moron. And then are they killing some of these doctors? Paul Alexander asks. Dr. Ramin Oskui silenced? Was Dr. Rashid Buttar killed? Askui at the Senate hearing. We need to investigate why the NIH academic medicine and the CDC failed us so badly. Where is Buttar's autopsy? Was one done? Where is Askui's? Can you say 100% these men were contrarians and skeptics of the highest order were not silenced? So he's asking the questions. It says here, there are whispers. There's talk growing. Is this too far-fetched? At the end of it all, we are talking about two fine, superb, and among the best people ever to have passed suddenly. So, questions are out there. Another Paul Alexander. Dr. William Mackis shares my same sentiments on the surge in myocarditis in infants now. It's the vaccine, stupid. It's the vaccine. Two UK babies dead from myocarditis. Total of 16 babies developed severe myocarditis in Wales and England. Eight ended up in intensive care. So you can give your child myocarditis if you uh, take the shot. And here's this like weird censorship lady from the BBC Verify. God knows we don't need that. 
BBC News has unveiled BBC, v BBC Verify to address the growing threat of disinformation and build trust with audiences through transparency. Yeah, I believe that. The BBC's disinformation correspondent, Mariana Spring, had more details. Pass. This is Dr. Jane Ruby. Ruby, we have no government. Whatever is running the tables is trying to kill you. That's right. In the motion to dismiss granted by the court in the Brooke Jackson whistleblower case against Pfizer, the company argued it was not making a pharmaceutical, but rather a military prototype in the C-19 shots, and therefore had no obligation to conduct standard control trials for safety and efficacy. Your government filed a brief in support of Pfizer in confirming that safe and effective trial data was never required. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like this should, people should just like drop everything and try to figure out why this is happening. Why is the government filing something in support of Pfizer? Absolutely astonishing. This is uh, from 2009, Billionaire's Plan for World Genocide Exposed. Title of the story is Billionaire Club in Bid to Curb Population Growth by John Harlow. The meeting was convened on the initiative of the man deemed by Forbes to be the world's richest, Bill Gates, founder of Microsoft, which has brainwashed millions of youth through Facebook. Warren Buffett ranked number two by Forbes, who has pledged $31 billion bulk of his fortune to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And David Rockefeller. Rockefeller arranged for the meeting to be held at the home of the president of the private Rockefeller University in New York City, Sir Paul Nurse. One insider dared to call its participants the Good Club. Wow. This is Kim.com. This is the most important video you will watch this year. Millions were killed with COVID-19 for profit. That's David Martin. I, I think I showed him the last one or the one before. But just to quote it again is, uh, COVID-19 was an act of biological warfare perpetrated on the human race. It was a financial heist. Nature was hijacked. Science was hijacked. So that was from the International COVID Summit, hosted by the European Parliament. Sudden cardiac death in multiple sclerosis caused by active demyelination of the medulla oblongata. So I think what happens with some of these cardiac deaths is that it's not actually their heart. It's that they have MS and they've had a demyelinated nervous system, and so their heart just stops. Crazy. Total poison. Sick people. This is Mark Crispin Miller. Canadians, you don't know what you don't know is killing you. This real journalist tells how the CBC became the lethal propaganda mill it is today. Testimony by Rodney Palmer is a must-see, not just for all Canadians, but for anyone worldwide who wants to know exactly how a free press turns is turned into its opposite. It's from April 20th, 2023. CBC journalist exposes the massive lies, nonstop propaganda at the CBC. Etana Hecht, May 24th. Former CDC director Rochelle Walensky was requested to testify and preserve communications. The Congressional Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic called on Dr. Rochelle Walensky to testify. She did. She lied the whole time and obfuscated. I haven't verified this, but it's from Lindell TV or something, Brandon House. Churches bribed with $13 billion to push COVID death shot 
on pregnant women. Wow. Some of these I don't know, like the truth of them. I have to look into them. This is Peter McCullough. The great SARS-CoV-2 charade. The U.S. government continues to ignore the crucial role of American scientists, institutions, and companies in creating the virus that causes COVID-19. Yeah, they don't want to look into that. This is kind of good news. Curcumin confers anti-inflammatory effects in adults who recovered from COVID-19 and were subsequently vaccinated a randomized controlled trial as an anti-inflammatory antioxidant. So they want people want help. So curcumin, I think, is... Uh, this is somebody offering from Jab Injuries USA. I suffer from inflammation since I took the shot, so I decided to give up dairy, gluten, and large amounts of sugar, which has helped greatly. I do take ivermectin for a few days on and off. If I start to feel a lot of pain or if someone in my house gets sick from COVID. I bought a sauna to use at my home about three times a day to detox. I use red light therapy, and I also use the Itera wand gifted to me by my friend Stacy, which has helped immensely to increase my energy levels. I also got a massage table because my husband gives me massages daily to help the pain and re relaxation. I use a grounding mat and get lots of sunlight to help increase my vitamin D le levels. I use natural supplements as well, which include magnesium, NAC, liposomal glutathione, fish oil, and probiotics. This is Steve Kirsch. In 2000, CDC management ordered Bill Thompson to destroy all evidence in his possession linking vaccines and autism. Does anyone know why they would do that? Only documents related to the race subgroup analysis were ordered to be destroyed. I have personally talked to Bill Thompson, Brian Hooker, and Congressman Bill Posey's office to verify this. Right, so it's a larger issue. It's the whole vaccine schedule issue. This is Dr. David Cartland. Thought I would share my Vax injury protocol recommendations. One, immune-boosting supplements, vitamin B, complex, C, D, and zinc. Two, anticoagulants, aspirin, or natokinase, or serapeptase. Three, MCAs, low histamine diet, loratadine, loratadine and montelukast. Miscellaneous anti-inflammatory Turmeric. I think curcumin is in turmeric. Turmeric, pine needle tea, milk thistle, lemon blend, chia seeds, pomegranate, chlorella, NAC, glutathione, ivermectin, chlorine dioxide solution, spike protein metabolizing, zeolite, fulvic acid, and natokinase. You want to get that spike protein out of your body. My watch interview with Bright Light News. This is Sonia Elijah on devastating harms to infants and fetuses exposed to the COVID-19 mRNA vaccine via placenta and breast milk. Yeah, just watch out. This is Ed Dowd on right to freedom. Supposedly 30% of the workforce is sick, injured, or dead. That's astonishing. I don't know if that's true. There's another guy. This is uh, Rahm Emanuel's brother, Ezekiel Emanuel. Dr. Tal Brown, sorry to hear that. It seems the U.S. COVID task force was made up of members who believe in euthanasia, slow medicine, and shorter lifespans, like this guy who happens to be the politician Rahm Emanuel's brother. This is why I hope to die at 75 on the Atlantic. He's 65, so he's still going to be around for 10 years. Weird smiles, too. Creepy. Creepy person. 
Tom Fitton, smoking guns, Fauci did it. We found the documents on his agency funding creating the coronavirus mutants in Wuhan, gain of function 101. Here are the receipts. Vigilant Fox, Ron Johnson. Fauci was just hungry for a universal vaccine campaign. They wanted a shot in every arm. They sabotaged ivermectin. They sabotaged a host of drugs that were cheap. Why did they sabotage that? He asked, because they didn't want a treatment. Because if you had a treatment, you wouldn't be able to get an emergency use authorization. And we know from Fauci and Rick Bright that they were just hungry for a universal vaccine campaign. They thought they'd have to have a pandemic to do that. Well, they got their pandemic, and they were doing going to make sure they got that universal vaccine program in place. Yep. Leading report, breaking children aged 17 who received Pfizer's COVID vaccine face an elevated risk of myocarditis, FDA researchers found. Aaron Siri, a Pfizer document the FDA tried to hide shows LNPs from COVID-19 vaccine travel everywhere in the body. It's very bad to have LNP in the liver, ovary, spleen, and more. Else you gotta watch out. Don't take don't take any shots. Here's a real parasite. Senator Feinstein, 89, refuses to resign due to frail health. Says she will continue to screw America until the day she dies. Yeah, it's a meme. But yeah, these people have to like at 80 or something. You gotta go. She's just taking up space. <clears throat> Bill Gates applying like his vaccine like a creep. See gene therapy deaths. Houston Tonic Live. David Weiner was with the Human Gene Therapy Group at UPenn with Jim Wilson in September 1999 when the disaster gene therapy experiment was done with Jesse Geisinger. The review board, which was very critical, was run by Indira Verma. Yeah, it's just like they knew gene therapy was not the way to go. Walter Chestnut, a global demyelination epidemic. SARS-CoV-2, murine hepatic virus, long COVID, and sudden deaths. The puzzle of long COVID has held the world captive now for almost three years. I personally believe it is a great disservice to science and those suffering from long COVID that the condition is not being discussed publicly. Yeah, it's not. Maybe a demyelination thing. There's another preprint, the most famous preprint in the world. Uncanny similarity in, of unique inserts in the 2019 COVE spike protein to HIV. Yeah. So it's definitely similar gene inserts. Dr. Naomi Wolf, people, people involved in vaccine rollout at highest level, new hormonal side effects were going to happen. Yeah, no doubt. This is a meme. It says, me, why do you keep believing the media and government, even though you know they are known liars and criminals? And then the response is, I am a retard. This is interesting. Texas Lindsay, why are they trying to impeach Texas attorney Bill Paxton? One month ago, as reported by Miranda Devine in the New York Post, Paxton announced his new investigation into whether Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson misled Texans on the efficacy and safety of their vaccines and whether they manipulated clinical trial data. Paxton was also looking into whether the pharmaceutical giants engaged in gain-of-function research. Less than one month after the story came out, the House brought impeachment proceedings forward against Ken Paxton. Wow. Steve Kirch, if you have autism, have a child with autism, please take this poll. Do you remember if your child got autism before a vax, after a vax? 
not sure, no child with autism. And then he says this poll was deliberately uh, manipulated. And then this is a woman who showed up a lot. She was, she was like one of these crisis actors, Dr. Leanna Wynn. Do you know that during the Boston bombing, this woman was a physician involved in the emergency response? She also pops up in COVID. Paul Alexander, do the lipid nanoparticles that encase Malone, Carrico, Weissman, et al., mRNA technology that is the basis for the COVID gene vaccine cross the placenta? And is it found in breast milk? Does it go systematic? systemically all over the body and not stay in the injection site. Yes. Yes to all. And these mRNA technology inventors knew it and stayed silent criminal. Jicky leaks. Climate change strikes again. I wonder what situation could possibly mean that paramedics now need Lucas machines. The paramedics must be exhausted with so much safety and efficacy flying about. So I guess in Australia now they have heart pump machines. Steve Kirsch, proof of malicious manipulation of data to support their... I ran a poll on rates of autism before and after a vaccine appointment. I suggested Korsky run it himself. Instead, it appears he and his followers manipulate my poll. It shows how corrupt they are. Not surprised. Spike protein from COVID virus, timer boasting induced mitochondrial damage, including functional deficits to mitochondrial respiration. Yeah, so get that red light if you're not feeling well. Denis Rancor, explosive. The more you vaccinate infants, the more they die. Follow the science. Just heightened MS cases. This is Dr. Lynn Finn Dorello. After two years, vaccine mRNA detected in immune in vaccine-damaged people. For the first time, one of our clients, a victim with an mRNA vaccine from BioNTech, the vaccine mRNA was detected in the laboratory. What that means in concrete terms and what significance such a laboratory has, we will clarify in the next few days. In this specific case, there is tissue material from different biopsies at different points in time so that the question can be further clarified at a different points in time. COVID-19 vaccination can induce multiple sclerosis via cross-reactive CD4 plus T cells recognizing SARS-CoV-2 spike protein and myelin peptides. <clears throat> Tasmanian pastor Dr. Andrew Corbett apologized for urging people to take vaccine. It's not gene therapy. Why did so many religious leaders fall for the prop- propaganda? Good question. Denis Rancor, continued assessment of mass medical experiment. Individuals with COVID-19 vaccination had a higher risk of all forms of retinal vascular occlusion in two years after vaccination with an overall hazard ratio of 2.19. Alex Berenson, huge new study shows mRNA COVID jabs sharply raise the risk of severe vaginal bleeds. The researchers then tried to downplay their findings. Welcome to the age of vaccine apologetic science. It's scary. Was there clear early evidence that the spike protein was persisting in the body for long durations after mRNA technology-based injection? We have clear evidence of spike up to 15 months in the body 
and the implications are massive given immune system body attack spike. Yeah, so you have uh, immunological problems. Vaccines cause autism. Nearly all the world's autism experts know it. They just can't talk about it, Steve Kirsch. So you see this fight against information and disinformation existed. Larry Cook, by the time the measles vaccine was introduced, death from measles had declined 99.96%. Vaccine saved us is a lie. Steve Kirsch, this is so cool. With one VAERS query, you can prove that vaccines cause autism. The medical community hasn't been able to figure this out in over 20 years. I did it in about 15 seconds. So this didn't happen by chance. I'm wondering what is causing the difference in the reporting per shot. Hmm, it can only be the vaccine type. Why is this so hard for anybody to understand? Then it's about the lot variability, how some of the lots are more poisonous than others. So a vaccine, this is Steve Kirsch. So if vaccines don't cause autism, why am I seeing an OR of 5.0? My followers are not that biased. There, is there an official study that disputes this, that examined so that they do not want to look into this problem? <clears throat> and uh, this is Michael Singer, the great COVID ventilator death cover-up. Tens of thousands of Americans died after being placed on mechanical ventilators in spring 2020. It's long past time we got real answers as to how many were killed this way. Yeah, that's a good idea. Ned Nick. Explosive news. Kevin McKernan, leading scientist with 25 years of experience in the genomic field and expert in DNA RNA sequencing, found that COVID vaccines contain viral DNA that can incorporate itself into the human genome. Well, we were lied to. Sure, we were. This is a seven player dies after becoming unresponsive during a football game on Saturday in regional Victoria. This is Rashid Buttar, who died. 31-year-old Jay Turpin died suddenly on May 6, 2023. It breaks my heart, and we won't get to follow through to start a family and grow old together. Ryan Knowlton, age 46, Washington. Within a couple hours of taking the vaccine close to noon, pain spread from my arm to my chest. I felt like I was burning up even though my temperature was normal. My lower back hurt really bad and felt hot. My pulse was very fast and became erratic, and my blood pressure dropped. I was transferred back to the ICU. By 11 p.m. that evening, I was coughing up and throwing up blood. My kidneys were failing. My lungs were partially collapsed, and I had so much blood pooled in the bottom of them, I was diagnosed with pneumonia. As of March 10th, my care team has finally reviewed my case and officially blamed all the events that happened after I received the vaccine on the vaccine. Vax injured awareness. Send some prayers and love my way. Not feeling too well today. Really struggling physically and mentally and emotionally. I hate being vax injured and how it has stripped me of everything I was before. This poison destroys a person in every way possible you can think of. I wish I could wake up and be in my old normal body and self. God help us all. Yeah, God needs to help us all. Vax injuries. There's another person. Estelle is a kind, brave young woman. He's flipped life, flipped completely upside down. She received the first two shots and another due to the pressure from those around her. The area she lived in required her to have them, or she wouldn't able to be do it. Able to be do anything. Wouldn't be able to do anything. Sorry. 
After the first and second, she already experienced some adverse reactions. Today, she is going through absolute hell. She has spent countless nights in the hospital seeking treatments for the diagnosis she received from her injury. This is another one. These shots are killing us, said Heather in the months before her death on May 3rd, 2023. Her daughter, Terry, now speaks for her for this fiercely strong, indomitable woman who trusted the narrative and is no longer with us to tell her own story. Terry and her family are shell-shocked and devastated. If you can offer some love support, please leave a comment. 37-year-old Italian personal trainer, swimmer, and triathlete Claudio Raiz jumped to death, killed himself after catastrophic effects of Pfizer. Moderna Malone, Carico Weissman, mRNA technology. Claudio suffered long and hard from the mRNA technology, deadly effects that Malone, Carico Weissman must answer to at some point. For as they gain fame and money, no mention of antidote. Yeah, so it's another suicide. A lot of suicides won't be accounted for. So, Jack, we turbo cancer strikes again. Stomach pains eight weeks ago, now dead. There's a lot of it about. Very sad. His name is... Uh, the husband of Annabelle Croft. Blockbuster report zero. COVID, according to Israel Ministry of Health study from 27th, 2023. That's incredible. That's the end. Thank you for listening. There'll be another 42, another one, 42, 43, 44. I already have those teed up. Thank you.